PKN, episode 109. Started curiously fast that time. So the future of mankind almost changed uh, a couple days ago. On 9-11, um, if, if they hadn't grabbed Hillary Clinton by the shoulders as she went down, because she was going <laughs> down. She was, I, I, I was telling you guys earlier, like, I, I, between my panic attacks and like my like periodic um, starving myself, I faint a lot more than the average person. I can definitely remember eight or ten occurrences of me fainting, like three or four offhand. I can remember, and so I know all the I know exactly how it uh, feels, the like like what you're experiencing. And so when I see Hillary Clinton, like first she gets this, she's like, uh oh, discombobulated, can't stand up straight. I'm a little I'm a little wiggly. Then her legs buckle. Like, like it, it, that, that's some sort of like ingrained genetic thing. Your, your legs are just like, oh, go straight. Maybe that'll get us upright because the brain's inner ear isn't working so great anymore. It can't, it's not controlled. So it's just like, ah, oh, straight, straight is best. And then they buckle and she gets really wobbly. And then I know what's going through her head as everything starts going gray from top down as the blood lose, leaves her eyeballs. The van is safety. The van is safety. If I make it to the van, everything will be okay. And she takes a step forward, and the leg has nothing. It can't support her weight, and her head is heading toward the ground at about six and a half miles per hour. And it's either going to hit asphalt or that, that step on the medical van, one or the other. But they catch her. They grab her. Oh, Miss Clinton. They, they swarm around her. They try to make it a little less embarrassing. And then they and, toss uh, her into the van like she's a sack of potatoes, just getting her in there as quick as possible. Like, and you know what? Another shocking thing for me is, like, if I was walking next to a friend of mine and they started to pass out, I'd be sincerely concerned. Like, oh, fuck. Like, 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 Rich, Rich, are you okay? Like, come on, we got to get like, 911. Anybody? And no, these people shit looked at Shit Hill is down. Repeat, shit Hill is down. Yep, <laughs> I, win. I win the bet. That's 50 from you, Mike. That's 50 from they, and 20 from McMasterson. They, they looked at her. Like, this was the third time she'd fainted that morning, where they're like, oh, <laughs> again, okay, as they're carrying it in. The, the whole clip starts with one of the ladies grabbing her arm. She's standing there, like, slumped. Like, if you had told me, like, clip comes out, Hillary Clinton seen drinking entire bottle of vodka on the way to 9-11 Memorial, then stops, <laughs> too drunk to continue. Like, that does look like a really wasted person, but that's what it looked like. Her being propped up by some lady, and then she takes a couple steps, aided, and you know how when you're helping somebody walk, you're giving them, like, 20% effort to help them, and yeah. then if they really collapse, you have to, like, deal Whoa, with that. Yeah. Are real quick, and so they drop. That's exactly what happened. They were like, all right, we're going to give her 30% support. She can kind of make it. And then, no, just, ugh, just drops. I've been like that person. Sack of I've been the person who, who dropped and had a person on either side, like, supporting me. They grabbed my belt on either side, like, one yes. hand on the belt, <laughs> one hand on, like, my shoulder and my shirt, and they, like hoisted me up like a puppet because my legs could still kick a little so i'm like a little marionette fucking being danced out of the courtroom <laughs> yeah that's uh that was a shocking thing and so quickly that whole narrative has been flipped on its head like a couple weeks ago it was you're a conspiracy theorist for noticing that oh just because someone likes to wear a different style of glasses that happened to be for seizure prevention oh now it's a big deal oh she happens to have a four minute coughing fit where she can't continue plays it off that she's allergic to donald trump and it's fine and now it comes out of oh well i was actually diagnosed with pneumonia on friday interesting that was a really late diagnosis so you're you're lying already when'd you do that on friday um, but I'm not, I'm not, uh, contagious anymore. 
just because a bunch of people on my staff have gotten grievously ill and had to be hospitalized. <laughs> it's uh, where I'm not contagious. I'm so not contagious that I'll come out of a, um, my daughter's apartment and hug a little girl right after passing out from my illness. Like, it is so convoluted and ridiculous at this point. It's like, it's like House of Cards. The this bigger is, deal this for is me. where Donald Trump needs to be loading up his zingers now for the debates. He needs to be waiting for that question about, like, what would happen in the event of a terrorist attack? Like, how would you handle it? And Hillary does her thing. She explains how hawkish she'll be, how she'll, she'll leave no stone unturned or whatever the fuck she's going to say. And then he'll go to Trump and he'll be like, he, he can just say, well, Hillary Clinton couldn't even handle a 9 11 um, anniversary, <laughs> much less the next terrorist attack. You know. It's, it's going to be great. I want the debates to be Trump now. Trump already responded better than he has for other shit because finally he must have a whipping person behind him. Yeah. Like I, he was about to go off on a wild trail. They went, no, Donald, no. You go out there and you tell them you hope she's okay and that you are willing to sit down in the debates or you're willing to let her sit down in debates. That's what you go say, Donald. Go do that. And you he's know like, what I, he, he, all right, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I haven't said a word tweet. all podcast. One, every time. Trump behaves on Twitter now, I feel like he's someone's fucking lapdog, right? If Trump isn't a complete dickwad douchebag, because we know he actually is, right? Then we know someone is telling him that he's not allowed to be himself. And, and he's a cuck, right? That's at least what goes through my head. Trump has been cucked when he says, oh, I hope Hillary is, bad, is okay. And, you know, I, I, I'm that's, really that's deeply ridiculous. concerned now for her. He's playing the political game. Now he, he is. That was the critique he had. Ah, he's cucked. Ever. He's cucked. He's, he's cucked. You know, the, and, and the, the lines just keep coming back, right? Like, oh, they took his Twitter away. That's somebody else tweeting. He's cucked. Because that's not who what Trump I, is. Number one critique of him for months has been he needs someone to keep him in line and keep him on issue. Now that he has done that, your position is that he is, quote, cucked. And that somehow he's a member of this weird alt-right Milo group that is a minority of his supporters. Like... It just shows that you really just don't like Trump. So, no, he no, 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 no. You can't redefine my position. You know, I haven't. My number one criticism hasn't been that he's, you know, running off on the edge. I, I think it's hilarious, and and I think it's interesting that it was effective enough to win the primaries. But uh, shit, I don't know. Whenever I see him like take the high road now, it, I, I know that he's. I don't know. He's not being true to himself anymore. He's, he's trying to be you're presidential. Defining him. I think you're trying to define him. I think Donald he defined Trump. himself over the last year. No, he's defined himself as a wild card. You don't know what's going to come out of him. But, <laughs> but, but look, when, when she stumbles and falls on 9-11, uh -huh. it, there's got to be some part of even his, his brain that's like, nah, maybe I don't hit her while she's down. She just fell on 9-11. She literally just fell on 9-11. Maybe I take the high road and... And, and, you know, get bumped up at least one more point in the national polls. It's never take a high I bet he had before. a tweet, like, you know how sometimes you'll have a tweet written out, and then you go, oh, no, 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 that's ridiculous. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Like, I bet he was sitting there, like, and then his aide came in and was like, Donald, don't, don't you, don't yeah. you, do, give me the phone, give me your phone, oh, you have 13 <laughs> like Hillary, you've only got one, I know that for a fact, give it here. You know? Do you remember when that reporter who had some sort of disability asked Trump a question and Trump starts mocking him and going like this, right, right? Yeah, do, do you remember when Rubio sweat too much and Trump starts throwing water around the stage and now Hillary faints and Hillary is like, you know what? I really wish – I'm sorry. Trump is like, you know what? I wish the best for her. I hope she's okay. Look, I'm not defining Trump. Trump, Trump is well-defined. 
You know, he's 70 years old now. We know who this fucker is. And I don't he has been cucked. It's the right arena yet. Look, 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 we're still 94, 95 days away from, from, from the big day. The debates lie, lie ahead of us. I think he's waiting to start his attack plan. Like I get look yeah, it, I it, it if we get to the debates and and he could and, and he's not uh, the same dirty scary old man that he has <laughs> been the whole the whole time through. Then I'll agree with you. I'll say yeah, that's not Trump being Trump. That's and just to keep you informed, Kyle, do not show up to vote in December. Uh, it, <laughs> it, uh, you definitely want to get in early and, and get that vote tally. <laughs> I've, got, I've got 95 days, I'm sure of it. I read it on the internet. So don't, don't, 95... don't worry about me. I, I read it, I'm sure of it. Oh, yeah, he read uh, it a month ago, though. <laughs> that was an old article. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just. Let he's, me see. I, I, oh, he's a terrible candidate, but he's. I, I'm convinced at this point he's the better option. If for no other reason, yeah. like I, I'm, I'm, man, Tim Kaine is the fucking winner of this entire thing because Hillary's going to win the election and die, guaranteed. She's she's going She'll to die. yeah she's she's going to win the election and then and she's going to be completely incapable of leading the country because she is very clearly grievously ill. Oh, like not the... just like oh are you a little sick like no she can hardly handle her shit. You don't just wear seizure preventing glasses as a fashion statement. So hold on, right, just a couple things. One, 55 on days until 24/7. the election. Two, are they Caesar preventing glasses? Because that to me was part of the conspiracy. I, okay, so she's no, wearing that's, that's a real thing. She's wearing prism glasses. I wear them. Colin wears them, and Hope wears them. None of us have seizure issues. There's lots of reasons to wear prism glasses, and most commonly, it's because your eyes don't look exactly the same way. Like they're not lined up perfectly. So the prism just sort of like you got one eye looking this way and one eye looking straight. The prism just deflects your sight straight, so that you don't yeah. have to use your muscles to like overcome that the whole time. Technically, like if you want to get technical, I'm wearing uh, prism glasses okay. right now because you're looking through a prism that changes light refraction and allows me to see if i don't look through the prism i can't even see what box any of you are in if i go through like this i can these are not going to help me with seizure prevention there's it's kind of like you know, lumping all automobiles together like oh well you drive a car you drive a car they're all about the same like oh you wear glasses these glasses are about the same they all have prisms 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 whatever like some no there is a real thing of wearing certain glasses especially in that blue color to prevent seizures you might and, be right I, the only thing is I think, in my mind, the prism thing was confirmed. The seizure thing was a leap. Like, I, and and that's where I'm not sure. Like, I haven't heard anyone rely on yeah, I won't say 100%, but that is uh -huh. one thing that I Googled into and looked at it because when I saw people talking about it, I'm like, I, this seems, I don't know, I want to make sure about this. And I looked it up and I found the actual lenses she was using uh -huh. and therefore seizure prevention. It's called like a blue Z1 something lens. Oh. Um, and like, so the whole thing of her being really ill and just lying to the people about it. Now it's been proven that she's lying about her health to people. Jimmy Kimmel uh, said it best. He, he's lying. like, these Clinton conspiracy theories would be easier to dismiss if they didn't keep coming up true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, like, I just don't understand why uh, Trump Look how bad she looks. Look, I, his health records, which is funny. So, so if you if you go to that link and then you scroll down below the video player, and maybe you want to silence that video player because I think it's Fox News, just below that video player, there's an image of her. That's what she looks like right now. If you click it, it'll expand. She looks like a prune. She looks like one of the California raisins. The Weekend at Bernie jokes could not be more accurate. Bernie looks more youthful than her. 
<laughs> Ber- yeah, Bernie is sitting in a, bu- a shrub right now, watching and <laughs> rubbing his hands together as she no. fell into the van. Bernie's on his exercise bike. Bernie looks spry the whole campaign. I think I saw him like come out there a couple times and run and you know clap a little bit. And I was like, holy shit, he's he's kind of spry. There's so many people right now being like, ah oh, shit. Bernie was the healthier candidate. Did you guys see <laughs> CNN edit the footage? Yes, no. I did. that's the frustration I've had too. So I mentioned to my wife, and I was like, you know, I always rail on the right right wing for being the biggest whiny crybabies about this like. Um, you know, the press not treating them fairly. And it, throughout my whole life, someone saying something's not fair means you're a fucking pussy, right? Like, I don't want to hear about how you're not being treated fairly. But Trump says it all the time, and no one thinks him a pussy. CNN edited the footage. If people haven't seen it, basically, she's leaning against something, and she does, like, a small little knee bend. And then it's not until she walks to the van that she really kind of collapses. And CNN cut out the walk to the van part, wow, making it look like it was a small stumble. Did you see this too, Kyle, or are you just hearing about it? No, I didn't. I'm just hearing about this now. That's terrible. Yeah, Anderson fucking Cooper sits there and looks at you solemnly as the clip plays and then pretends that that's the full clip, and he just lies to your face about it. So but Talk to my wife I, I'm, about I'm it. also enjoying, I, I hope that Jimmy Kimmel comes out and says, hey, you know, it'd be way easier to dismiss these right-wing people getting mad about bias in media if it stopped coming up true. So there's it does. a it, long history of doing this for them. presidential candidates and presidents, and the best example that my wife came up with was when George H. Bush, the dad, um, mm-hmm. vomited on the prime minister of Tokyo, right? So... You know, yeah, I, I'm sorry, Japan. And uh, you know, so they showed him, and he so was good. like, uh, he was, I think it was in Tokyo. Anyway, he like, they showed him like getting sick a little bit or something, and they cut off the footage there. It wasn't until a long time later that they saw he just like power vomited <laughs> on this other world leader. And, and all the news organizations seemed to edit it and cut it out and not show really the fact that America puked all over Japan again. And, and, and only recently have we got the uncovered audio where we can hear him clearly saying, this is for Pearl Harbor, you son of a bitch. Right? <laughs> so anyway, like, and, and I think everybody knows, but, you know, George Bush, the first one and the second one, they're Republicans. So I'm like, all right, you know, maybe... In cases like this, is, like they cover for presidents, or I don't know what to make of it, but it's certainly you can see it going both ways where they don't show illness or something. Were, were there really <laughs> any times when the second Bush was in office where he did any? He could like step on a caterpillar and there'd be a report about you know George W. Bush buggest. You know yeah, that happened to Clinton Arca, too. Who are we to judge? Like they they railed on him so hard. Everybody was totally fine being, oh, we choked on George the Bush, he's the worst, he's the worst. And then not equivocating him exactly with Obama, but then looking at the level of critique that comes from the media towards Obama versus the level of critique that came from the media, MSNBC, CNN, even Fox versus uh, Bush, it, it's not even close. I think like, it is. I remember a critique of Obama. I think it was on a 9-11 a while back or something. And he was walking from the helicopter to the White House looking kind of happy or something. And uh, they're like, oh, my God, can you believe he smiled on his walk on this? You know, did he, has he forgotten 911 as he was walking from the helicopter to the yeah, house? He wasn't solemn enough. That, he wasn't solemn enough. Uh, oh, also, what shit. about the fact that he got no flack whatsoever? Like it was it was a news cycle for weeks when Bush didn't show up in New Orleans for uh, the hurricane. 
Obama doesn't show up. He's he's literally golfing. He's yeah. on a golf vacation. Oh, he took he spent a ton of shit for that. Than any fucking uh, Kanye really? has Kanye hasn't said about anything. It. Really, I, I, Kanye Kanye has been silent on the whole matter. <laughs> he has no. In, in my like personal universe, uh, it's all how Trump went there, juxtaposed to the fact that Obama didn't. So yeah, it could, I, I just I don't know. I don't like. Like, it, it can't be 100% even. Like, it just go out online to any news source that's not Fox News. And, you know, if you post a source from Fox News trying to convince someone, they'll be like, you fucking idiot, why would you post that? Which is why I don't link people to Fox News, because I don't... Huffington I, I Post as well, it. right? And MSNBC. And at the same time, and MSNBC, not the TV station, their websites to see what they're all covering differently. But it's not at all weird to get from someone on the left a link to Vox or Salon or something like that, and them using that as a real credible source, when it's just, it, it's not, I don't know, it, there's this, like, feeling of trying to make everything like, oh, both sides are shitty, and they both get treated bad equally, but it's just, I don't think it's true. You know Maybe what I do? Obsessed, but I just don't feel that way. If I find it on Fox, or Salon, or Huffington Post, I just look for the same thing elsewhere. Like, mm -hmm. alright, did Reuters, or, like, AP News, or someone who's not typically railed against as being biased, except for the well, like, tinfoil uh, hat Bart. guys. Like, like Bart totally fucking tank for Trump to the point that they they just they're just making shit up now. <laughs> they they are the Vox slash Salon of the right at this point, where no matter what Trump does, he's blameless. Uh, no matter what any Democrat does, uh, they are they are Satan incarnate. Mm -hmm. um, oh, it's so frustrating. And then uh, what bothered me was Hillary trying to insinuate that. Everybody that is even on Trump's side out of a lesser of two evils scenario is somehow implicated in this alt-right group of assholes who just well, what, like irritating people. What she actually said was that half of his supporters are deplorable. And I wonder how much that's going to hurt her. I didn't realize how terrible it was. Uh, like, okay, in my feelings, I'm not hurt at all. But it's really getting somewhere. Like, it, it, like this has legs. It's almost like the fainting thing can work to her advantage if it changes the deplorable story. Because that deplorable story was kicking her ass. And, and, and oh, no, it's not as, as present anymore, oddly enough. Can you imagine if Trump called half of Hillary supporters deplorable? Well, Do you it, think that would have faded away no, by no. now? It might have if he fainted the next day. I, I mean, it, like, oh, what was the thing? I forget. Okay, they can't vote anyway. I forget who, <laughs> the story, how it went, but I, I think it might have been Schwarzenegger and Anthony Weiner. And Wait, uh, they can vote? like the the Schwarzenegger was the main story. Everyone was talking about him fucking his maid and having this illegitimate kid. Yeah. And then Weiner comes along and bumps him off the news. Three times now he's done it. Three times he's he's gotten his dick out in public. What is Weiner? <laughs> like it just happened again. Yeah, like, I know. Like, and by again, I mean no, no, no. Again, again. Like three times now. Like a week this, ago, right? Dude, that, that's his a true PR history. guy. His PR guy must have committed suicide long no ago. No way. He's, he's catching checks, right? His PR he's catching guy. checks from the Clinton Foundation, baby. Like, I, like <laughs> yeah. that, that's a real conspiracy theory that I don't think is true right now. But it could be another <laughs> one that just comes out because obviously Anthony Weiner was married to Huma Abedin. Huma Abedin and and Hillary are very close. Right after uh, Anthony Weiner Trump this most recent time was right after another Hillary uh, health issue thing like that. And of course, the next day, I bet Huma went over to Anthony and was like, "Hey, yeah, one of those one dick pics that I have on uh, that I kept on Hillary's private server, it's going out." <laughs> oh, please, Huma, no, I can't do it again. People are just starting to forget. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry, and if and if you come out, I'm just gonna I'll divorce you. Actually, I'm gonna do it anyway. It's a good power play. You know, it's like that. That is one that I think is a, a true blue conspiracy, be an silly theory. But it like doesn't the connection make sense a little bit? I, yeah. I hear you. I, I don't. Wiener man, I, I liked him. I liked him before before the first dick pic. He was for Obamacare, and he was like the guy who was really out in front and explaining it. And I felt like he made his point so eloquently and, and really drove it home. And and I guess I was on Team Obamacare and still am to some extent. I think it, overall it's a plus. People disagree, but okay. Um, but and and one of the things he said that was really powerful to me was like the lack of the Republican plan. He's like, look, you know, you're either for Obamacare, what we have here, or you're for not Obamacare, which is, oh, you know, the people. Old Woody rule. You have yeah. to be for something. You have to be for something, not yeah. just against something. Right. That's because how Wiener got him. That's how he got me because this is what he said. He's like, look, if you're not for Obamacare, then you're for people going to the emergency room for a flu. Then you're for people going to the ER for you know colds and and people you know going for the ER because they're sick. It, or isn't depressed. that literally a straw man which you hate a lot? Is that he's foisting other people's positions up for them? If you don't agree with me, then you're totally fine for Susie Q, eighty-six year old, to have to go to the hospital and pay a million dollars for her flu vaccine. Are you okay with that? No. You piece of shit. Are you going to say that you're not in favor of my plan now? Like, it's not that's exactly what it is. No, because if the Republicans had a plan that wasn't just no, if the Republicans had a counter plan, then yeah, then you're right. Point. That would be a straw man. He'd be picking a different argument. And, but and that, they had, their, the Republican argument was to stick with the current plan. Which which is I was just describing. People go to the hospital for the flu, and and people who can't afford care, they just let it go bad, and they go to the ER, and they get it taken care of, and then they can't pay. Right. That that was that's what happens. Without health insurance, you just go to the ER and get taken care of, and then you don't pay. So you know, Wiener would go out there and he would lay it out there. I like Obamacare. Yeah, he's not laid because... it out there three times. Yeah, now. yeah. It's, it's impressive. <laughs> he uh, he works out. The too. thing about Obamacare, I wish that they would define Great it game. as like a law surrounding personal responsibility. Right? People are like, I don't think I should have to buy health insurance. I think that it's wrong. Well, okay. The thing is. You're getting health care, right? In America, people don't just deny you health care. You break your arm, you show up at the ER, they fix it. So really what you're saying by I shouldn't have to buy health insurance is, you know, I should get emergency care for free, you know, because no. fuck everybody. What we're saying is we, they should turn people away who don't have their card on them at, at every moment of every day, no matter what. I hear turn you, but no one's actually for free. that. Or very few people, like no one argues for well, that. Well, we'll all get our tattoos you know, uh. <laughs> and a microchip too, like because like, then, you know, some poor soul gets his arm blown off and he's like, no, no, I'm covered. I've got the premium plan. They're yeah. like, where's your tattoo? Yeah. And he doesn't have the he's arm He's like, bring him. the like, arm, bring the arm. My chip's in there. <laughs> yeah, it, it's in like my like, the the problem I have with it isn't like the the problem with people like Wiener arguing that is he's making an ought argument for how the world ought to be. Don't you feel that it should be easier this way for people? Don't you feel this is how it should be? But all of the evidence that actually is coming out now, like all the polls, it was an AP poll just the other day about people now. More people are saying, yeah, I, I, my health insurance has been hurt through Obamacare than helped. Because and I've gone through this, like looking for insurance in the past couple of years, where it is worse. It doesn't cover fucking anything. The deductibles are ludicrous, ludicrous. Some of them have like five thousand dollar deductibles if you want to go to the doctor, if you want to go to the fucking dentist. Like it's crazy how expensive been... and non-effectual. What they do is they say, okay, so here you all have insurance now, and what we're gonna do is just make it prohibitively difficult for you to use that insurance. So you you have it. 
you have that insurance, but you know, if you do want to use that insurance, you got to pony up the first 5K. Well, I don't have 5K. I, I, could, I didn't have 5K before. I still, I sure as fuck don't have it now. Like, all that's, all you've done is given them a little useless card that says you're insured. That's but what major medical is, right? And, and, and you probably know this because you know things. But uh, major medical, they, they handle the the big problems when you get cancer, when you break an arm, etc., and it costs you five grand. If you get a cold, you know, that's not what major medical is. And, and it's not just that. It's large copays and deductibles for run of the mill shit. To go, uh, one of the plans I was looking at a couple of years ago, uh, it, it was basically like, okay, I have to buy this like lowest plan because I'm a young guy. I'm not going to have a ton of health problems, but I'm mm-hmm. required to buy this lowest plan, which is more expensive than my prior health care was. I'm not going to get any more use out of it. If anything, I get less use because my co pays more. So what what am I doing here? I'm I'm paying more to not get any additional service i'm just i'm paying a, a worse price for worse service like it i, it, I think it's, they're it's just a matter of it doesn't work us. individuals who have a better uh situation uh, have a worse situation now than they had before but overall it seems like a good idea and it's and uh, there's only two systems that will that can eventually work and and you know be good for our society one of them is the microchip system which i am probably for we all get a microchip when we pay in. If Mark you don't beast. have your mic, sure, sure. <laughs> my, my, I, I would, I would get one in each hand or in each arm or something like that. If you can't fucking scan in when you get to the hospital, they don't treat you for major medical shit. If you don't have cash on hand, they just let you die in the street. There's that system, or there's a system where every fucking body pays in, no matter what, or we do something real bad to you. And you just got one insurer, and, and it needs to and it needs to be government controlled because the free market's just not good at it. There's no better way to keep a service cheap, affordable, and competitive than to take away all the competition and put the government in charge. I mean, it's been shown throughout history that when you let one company set the price and the government says "fuck it," it's not our money anyway. Throw it. You have to have a high You have to have you have to have something with government overreach, government overwatch. But but you also have to have some. It can't be government controlled. The DMV doesn't work. None of those systems work. You're but right. My issue is that there are a few things where capitalism doesn't work, and healthcare is one of them. You know, you need a hybrid. Yeah, it, it in and and the system we have now, like you don't even know what things cost. It's awful. Like I absolutely hate that. They just like treat you, and then afterwards you're like, holy shit, that Tylenol was seven hundred dollars for a Tylenol. Have you ever? Have you ever had to pay in like true capitalism in a lot of those areas? I feel like we're almost in like a corporatist world where it's like the government already has their favorite people. They're going to back and they're going to help, and those big companies in return are going to do whatever the government wants. Maybe. That's have you it. ever asked during like like during an emergency medical trip like like item? Have you ever asked like, well, how much does that cost? Because sometimes they give you options. I've never when asked. I, yeah, like I'm, my the last doctors. major medical thing we did was my son's foot with that axe injury. Oh, so no, and, well, that's uh, sort of a no, spare no expense kind of thing. Right, You're like, like John Hammond. Okay, okay. You're right. It is spare no expense, and I <laughs> have so no much expense. guilt on the fact that it like happened on my watch and stuff. But I I will say this: they opened a suture kit, right? And a suture kit has like uh, like a, a fishing hook shaped needle, some some. Uh, uh, obviously, the sutures itself, this, the the fabric, and then it has other things like a syringe and stuff, so that you can squirt it with saline and sort of clean it out. And um, as he's like cracking open the label, I'm like, that was, I, I bet that thing was a thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I bet that like you know, oh yeah, I see. He's he's touching the this the open wound with gauze. 
$100. That's a $100 piece of gauze right there. That's like the biggest argument against single payer is that those doctors are going to be able to bill uh, the single payer for whatever they want. They'll go, all right, uh, we needed four Dixie cups to give this person some Jell-O. These aren't regular Dixie cups. These are professional medical Dixie cups. These are $40 a piece. So Uh, so we're going to bill for this. We're also going to bill for the saline we use. We're going to bill for all this nonsense, and there's going to be so much of it, so much bureaucracy to seep through, that there's no way even a a ton of uh, auditing internal uh, agencies are going to be able to stop all that. It's just a way to hemorrhage money. I, I hear what you're saying. I don't know. I don't know what it's the, just, the like best no answer is. Because the, like the, the health care system, the health insurance system we have now, like the bill and the customer are so separated. You know, I pay every month. In my case, I think I pay like two grand a month for my family's health insurance. And, um, uh, you know, when so when Colin's like whatever $12,000 foot problem rolls in, I don't really feel it. I don't really feel that there was a $1,000 piece of gauze in there because we're separated. And, you know, that's why I think major medical is sometimes pretty cool. Like, you know, you do. Anesthetic is extra. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, suddenly people don't want I a lot asked. of procedures. There you go. Yeah, yeah this is Scott said so we took Scott to the ER. And first of all, let me just say, like, like, I was like, Scott, you know, we could stitch you up ourselves. I, I was like, if you'll let me do this, I'll do a good job at it, and, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give you $500. I won't bill that? you for the fishing wire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I told him, you know, I won't bill you for the fishing wire. So, And he was like, no, absolutely fucking not. And we're already on the way to the ER. Like, like it, this is just me offering as we go to the ER, like, hey, I'll slip you $500. I'll stitch that motherfucker up. You'll be good as new, I guarantee it, or I'll give you a thousand on top of it if you get infected. Or your money back. Or your money back. <laughs> I said that. I, I was like, it's no matter what. It's fifteen hundred if there are any complications, and I'll pay for the doctor bills afterwards. He's like, Hell no. Hell <laughs> Good call, Scott. <laughs> so we get to the doctor we get to the ER and he's bleeding right there in the ER, but we're sitting there waiting. It seems like such right? shit. Yeah, shin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a cut, you know, like, I think it was five or eight stitches. I don't remember which, but five is more likely. It wasn't huge. That's not a lot. That's not a lot. No, I know it's not, but but he is bleeding in their waiting room. And, and exactly, this is why I wanted to stitch it up myself. I was like, I got this. No problem. It's five, six stitches. If you, you know, need and... five stitches, you don't need stitches. Yeah, a little bit of tape. <laughs> Some neosporin. It was deep. <laughs> Now that's the other thing. We like 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 it was kind of splayed open and you could look down in there and it looked like that first cut at a rare steak. Like you could see some flesh down in there. It was mm-hmm. don't it was want open. that. It, it it went deep. You know, a piece of a refrigerator hit him going real fast and the corner went in deep. Like, it's gonna like make a cor- big deal every time he's hit by a re- exploding refrigerator. Then maybe he <laughs> can't be our friend. <laughs> I, I, well, I mean, you know, you win some, you lose some. Right. But he, so so I. But I was serious. I wanted to stitch a thing up. He would not allow me to do it. And I was even thinking, in my head, I was thinking, like, two stitches and super glue, and you'll never even know this happened. This will be good to go. You know, get anesthetic and uh, get some um, antiseptic in there, clean everything out, and, you know, stitch and super glue, and you'll be good to go. No. So we get to the ER, get back there, and uh, I kind of made it known to the doctor that I'm, I'm putting the bill here, you know, so just to keep that in mind. You know, if if there's like some, uh, you know, like a junior assistant who could come up and maybe he he works for like half time or like an, you know, like 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 three quarters pay or something, maybe mm-hmm. maybe something like that, and you know, cut any corners you can. And so, he, 
<laughs> I said that. <laughs> and so he's got the anesthetic, and he's he's like, I'm like, how much is that anesthetic? He's like, oh, I, I, I'm not really even sure. Oh, uh, and the nurse is like, oh, it's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how expensive? Like, like eighty dollars expensive? She's like, oh no, honey. I was like, like three hundred fifty to five hundred expensive. She's like, you get in there, and I'm like, he doesn't need that. I was like. Well, he's like, well, I've already got this one out. I was going to use two, though. I was like, well, how about, what if you just squirted it in the wound and, and just left it at that? He's like, well, I, I guess I guess we could do it. <laughs> like, why is he listening to me right now? <laughs> and he's squirting it in the wound, which to me makes sense. Like, like, like I'm like, yeah, that, that'll do it. And I was like, yeah, you got plenty there. Yeah, give him. And, he's, he's, <laughs> and he was going to use two, two like doses or whatever, but he, he got by with one. And when that bill came, the first bill was fourteen hundred dollars, and uh, I thought that was pretty stout. You know, he comes. And he I do goes, not want my medical professionals working under the the customer is always right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I've like, actually I say, like I want you to handle my my wound this way. I want them to say, "Well, see, you're wrong because this That's only cool. works intravenously, so I can't just spray it on the wound or it won't work." And I'll go, "Ah, thank you. That's why you went to medical school." So, I had I'm, the experience so, Kyle's talking about. I I, I cut my shin. It was deep. It was bad. And um, I went to the doctor. It was in West Virginia. They gave me, like, this cut-rate intern bullshit who sucked at medicine. He was so so fucking slow. They gave me anesthetic, but it wore off midway through. Midway through. He's giving me stitches, right? In the first couple, I'm like, all right. And they're like, can you feel that? And I'm like, well, I can feel the pressure, but it doesn't really hurt. By the end, I'm like, oh, no. Oh. Like, how many more? How many more? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're like, this is the last one. I'm like, all right. <laughs> you know, like, bite down. I'm, 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 like, yeah, I, I have been on the receiving side of the kind of medicine he wanted for his friend. Well, Not good. No, it yeah. sucked. <laughs> In the last part, so the, the stitches were so loose, they effectively weren't stitches. Uh-huh. They were just like scar decoration. And, uh, and it sucked. Yeah. Uh, well, they they it was the first bill was fourteen hundred dollars, and then I don't know another like paltry four to eight hundred dollars more on top of it came later for like I don't know they found some more stuff to charge us with after the fact. I guess we bled on a carpet. I don't remember, <laughs> but you know it came to like two grand to to patch up his little knee injury. So I I I still maintain that that. We should yeah. have taken care of that ourselves. My dad has, has sutured up many a wound on his own. I've seen it done. Although, when when he hurts himself, it's super glue or, or, or like, doing it himself. I don't think I've ever seen him go to the doctor except for, like, major surgeries. Hmm. But when his dogs get hurt, he really needs to get this, like, over, like, like a bigger dog insurance plan that covers the whole pack. <laughs> and that would, like, you know, you get fleet a insurance for your cars. Yeah. He needs a pack insurance for his dogs. Because, like, all of them have these big scars on them. They look like they're all rappers or something. They've got, they've got big gaping scars. When you can see they've been sutured up and stuff, and lots of them have shaved patches from their, from their latest operation. I don't like, know if I want to be your dad's dog. Like, there's top rough, flight yeah, health insurance, but, but you get hurt. How are they getting cut up so bad? All right, so, so, so it's all kinds of things. So one dog got locked inside of a building and and all there was to get out was a spinning fan so he tried to jump through it and it like cut his nose and like broke his snout to the side like almost 90 degrees uh and it cut off one of his legs 
So we got the whole leg taken off to the shoulder, got the, got him a whole nose job, um, got you know new snout fixed all up good. It was very expensive, and, and uh, this was just a mutt, and uh, got him going again. Whole leg healed up, got ran over in the road. They all get hit by cars. They they um they, they get hit by cars. They get in fights with one another. They get in fights with other dogs. Um, they that that's it. They're they're always fighting each other or um getting Does attacked have, like, by. Does have a kennel to keep them separate from oh, one another? Oh no. No, no. Well, it's it. Look, it's not a it's not a a dog spa that he has there. It's it's more of a dog refuge. Okay, like like there's just all these dogs being put out to like. They're Syrian eat. dogs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he feeds them. He takes care of medical expenses, and 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 he spays and neuters, and and that's about it. But he can't be. He he doesn't keep them in a kennel. Are these dogs like well trained, or are these just dogs that kind of hang oh. out? Oh, like well, you know, they just kind of hang out. They they sit and stay and attack. Uh, you know, this is if, very. Okay, I was always picturing you talking about your dad's dogs the way my grandpa has, like his hunting dogs, where he has like a big, like mate, like a really big dog kennel with divisions in it, like no. out by one of the barns, and it's every dog there. And then when he calls them out, it's like panic here, and like it's immediate. And then he'll tell her to just do shit, and she just does it. Like she, like no. they approach all humans, like like they are serfs. You know, just there to serve. They, like, get down before they come up to you, and then they crawl up and, like, put their head <laughs> by your feet. Like, they're so fucking well-trained that they would never get in a fight. Like, if, all it takes for that when they start scrapping is my grandpa to, like, whistle or snap, and they just get a look of, like, oh, we know what happens when we ignore that snap. But, yeah. Mark, they, I, it's not so much that they fight themselves, although that's only really happened once, and that, that went terribly. But um, it, it, it's more often that, like, some sort of farming accident takes them. They get... They run under a tractor, or they they just run out into the road and get hit by a car, or they they run under an ATV or something like that repeatedly. Um, some of them are just stupid dogs. Yeah, you know? and, and we got stampeded by the cattle one year, where um, I guess one of the dogs in the back of the herd was really uh, rambunctious that day and really got them moving, and the dog in the front just wasn't feeling it. He just kind of phoned it in. And got uh got trampled and died. So, Shit. Yeah. Uh, one of the sheepdogs uh, got in the habit of circling his moving truck in fields, tripped in the front of a truck in a ditch, and got ran over, oh. unfortunately. Um, yeah, dogs on farms really do have kind of a shit shit life there's a lot well, of stuff working to eat. dogs it's, yeah, it's working real out. life it's it's a life that they can appreciate that dog could have lived Your in a house and never dogs done shit don't work they've got company sure they jobs do. they keep them company no 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 see <laughs> see see all right look you, you got to look at this from no, the well, dog's point dog. of view just because they're not running around herding sheep up and putting them in a kennel doesn't mean that they don't all have jobs first of all they're all bodyguards they're looking out for dad <laughs> all, when they see a car coming they're like oh, 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 they're, hey, they're coming they're coming they're coming i'm and still not like, convinced they're working dogs carry on what else do you <laughs> no, 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 no. they're not working dogs but they've convinced themselves that they're working dogs so they are de facto working dogs they're getting the same benefit uh, uh, emotionally as dogs aside from barking because... across at passing cars what else do they do they hurt yeah, they... what other services do they provide now, they do chase cows you know, and I think that they think that that's part of their job. In a particular area or order, or because if a dog doesn't know how to, you know, circle up the cattle, it, it's kind of counterintuitive. <laughs> yeah, this is not helping at all. Just see one cow that it like likes and try and chase it off. They make sure the cows stay scattered. 
Um, but 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 mostly no. They don't. I guess they're not really working dogs per se. Look, <laughs> I wanted to talk um, this this text message that I got today okay. from Jeremy. I already sent it to Taylor because it's so sad, um, and I, I it's 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 just sad. All right. So, so Josh is I think nineteen or twenty years old, something like that. Um, he's got like a forty-one year old girlfriend. He's the guy who like got her pregnant like a couple of times, and then right. when when would miscarry, which forty-two-year-old pregnancies are. I, I have a apt. question. So you said it's a Jeremy text, but we're talking about Josh. I said Josh. It's Josh text. Okay, gone. Um, so uh, he's he's got the forty year old girlfriend or forty one or two or mm-hmm. something like that. He lives at home with his parents, um, and right now for money he's like cutting my grass and I don't know what else. Um, but I haven't seen him in like two weeks or something, and the grass is getting tall. And I, I was wondering what was going on. He sends this, and it's this. It's a. I don't know why. It's a huge block of text. There's no, oh God, I'm calling him. Shit. One sec. I don't <laughs> want to. Call, um, I want to read his crazy long text message though. Okay. Hey Kyle, this is Josh. Man, I'm very sorry. I haven't contacted you last Tuesday morning. My girlfriend's mom passed away, and then that was a bad week. And Friday morning, on the way to the. It's funeral, but he spelled it fun rail. Uh, on the way to the funeral, this is terrible, a car ran a stop sign and T-boned us, and we had to go to the hospital. My girl broke her arm in three places, but that's why I haven't come cut the grass, man. I really need prayers and some work if you got it next week. I will call you tomorrow or something and talk to you about some work if you got some stuff I can do to help for a week or two. I need it bad. <clears throat> and she had to have surgery on her arm Thursday. That sucks. That's so that's so I rough. I cleaned the gutters today. <laughs> like, 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 <laughs> well, dirty him back up. Like, 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 like ah. Three hours I'm up there. I had to put a climbing harness on. My house is steep on one end. I, I, Just oh. manufacture uh, stuff to do that you would never do. Like, what is it that you hate doing or other than mowing the lawn, I guess? Like, what around your... What's the task? I can't trust him around my house. I don't like him seeing my weapons. And, like, I keep cash out places. And, like, I'd, I'd have to go... I'd literally have to go around my house and, like, like, like make it Josh-proof. Before I can ha- have him come over here and like help me move furniture, like it's it's annoying to even have him. I have an idea. I, I don't know if it's a great idea, but what if you put him on a scavenger hunt to make a video? If you said, "Look, here's what I want from you: go to Craigslist, find 15 toilets, six TVs, and a statue." Is that something he could manage? I know you know the exact list and whatever the specifics, but you know. <laughs> I understand what you're getting at here. He's Cause you, if you, that's I, not a bad suggestion. I was only that, that makes sense. He's I, yeah, I'll suggest that to him. But I'm going to tell you, this guy is mm-hmm. so fucking unreliable. It it makes me want to pull my hair out. Like when when it, when it's time to like cut my grass, which is like one of the few things he does for me lately. Mm-hmm. He's three weeks late. Like like, and I don't complain. <laughs> I, I swear to God, that's a grass late. cut and a half. He's missed. 
Exactly. <laughs> the last time he cut my grass, it was this tall. It was embarrassing. Someone came and they were like, "What's going on with your grass, man? Like, like, why don't you cut it?" Or it, like, 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 I was some kind of weirdo, one of those weirdos who don't cut their grass because of some religious reason or something. <laughs> I was like, my yard guy hasn't shown up in a month and a half. I don't fucking know. He keeps saying he's gonna come and then does it, and he literally will. Here's it, these are exa- let me go back. I'll show you exactly like like. He'll be like, yeah, I'm coming tomorrow, man. Um, I'll see you tomorrow. Um, um, let's see. I'm very sorry. I'm going to do your yard and your house and your factory, and I moved this stuff in your basement, too. Okay, me and my girlfriends had some problems. This is a couple weeks ago. I say, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. The next day, and then that night at 2. So, so at 8 p.m., he's telling me, hey, man, things have been rough, but I'm going to be there tomorrow, and all that stuff you need doing, I'll be there to do it early. And I say, okay. See you tomorrow. 2 a.m. that same night, Monday. Sorry. He puts it up another day at 2 a.m. At 2 a.m. I've already <laughs> went to bed early, so I'll be up with him. He's woken me up at 2 a.m. And I'm like, what is this? Oh, Josh. Oh, he wants to know what time to come. Let me see. Monday. Sorry. What the fuck? Monday <laughs> comes around. Oh, no. Hey, Ki- more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, Kyle. Do you want all, and I'm just summing up here, I'm summarizing. Hey, Kyle, do you want all that stuff done tomorrow, man, all the stuff? And I was like, I thought you were coming today. No, no, I, I can't make it today, but but you want this, and then he enumerates all the things again that he's going to do for me. And I'm like, but when are you coming? No reply. Thursday, hey, Kyle, does the grass need to be cut again? If so, I'm like, yes, of course it needs to be cut. I've been waiting for a month and a half. And, and, and then he came and cut it, and then, then today's message. And like, like it's, what it's does so he use upsetting. to cut it? Oh, he does just he uses a regular up? lawnmower and he his little brother it. and a weed eater. No, 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 no. He's got a riding lawnmower, but it's, it's, oh, okay. it's whatever the base model of riding lawnmower. I used to have a guy that I'd pay $75 a week, a week, and he would come with like uh, – Two zero turns and three people total, including himself. You know, a weed eater guy who would trim everything up, and and they would be in and out in like, I don't know, forty five minutes, an hour and a half tops. And instead, I'd rather pay this this guy, you know, seventy five bucks a a blue moon, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Some Cheaper, you're saving money. Yeah. Yeah, I would just wonder because if if you push a mower. You get punished for not mowing. I'm an expert in this field. Like I, I would mow like every three weeks, but I had a push mower, and it's like, oh my god, the grass is so tall and green right here. It sucks. Yeah, it's like a doing you know, push mower is just like dishes, where if you just keep on top of it every day, it's just not too bad. But then there's a critical mass of like where so many dishes accumulate that. The very prospect of beginning it makes you put it off even more time and accumulate more shit. And so then, when you finally do go mow the grass, you just get raw, itchy legs and dude. Twice, and twice, I called professional those. landscapers and said, "Hey, man, look, I'm an apex. I got like a quarter acre. It's not a big yard or anything. Hasn't been mowed in a month, and I'm in a jam. You know, like, <laughs> like I, I totally don't want to mow this. The grass. I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. The grass is knee high." Maybe thigh, <laughs> you know, like, but but you guys have the equipment and the staff, and and, like, and I'm talking to like the owner here, right? He's not pushing a mower. He doesn't give a fuck. I'm like, how much will it cost for you to just tame this yard again so I can take over from there? He's like, you want me to come out and mow your yard once? 
Like, you don't want me to be your landscaper. You just want... I'm like, that's right. <laughs> One time. What's it cost? You know, and they're like, $75 for a quarter acre. That's a lot. And, uh, like, I'll take it. Just fucking do it for me. Yeah. I'm in a jam, bro. <laughs> yeah, I... That's I, I. That's exactly why why Josh is so good because seventy five dollars gets a lot of stuff done. Mm. Like 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 it takes a long time for him to get stuff done. But I I've sent him into some chest high like thick stuff that needed. I, he was like, uh, this lawnmower won't cut that cow. I'm like, that's what the mattock is for. He's like, what's a mattock? I'm <laughs> like, you know, I don't know how to spell mattock, but it's basically this. And a mattock is it's, what some is folks call it a sling blade, but I call it a mattock. It basically it's a <laughs> it's a it, it's a handle like a um, it's like a, like like a shit or something. On right? the end, a it's scythe. got a, a hook scythe uh, blade, um, but it's 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 more like a I don't know. It's a it's a hook blade you swing to like chop down brush and stuff. And and, and so yeah, I can put him to work with one of those if I need to. Those are one of those tools that like. On my grandparents' farm when I was little, it was like the kind of thing you'd see hanging up, like a big scythe. And in your head, when you're like 12, you're like, that is so badass. Like, that would be so cool to go out there and whoo! And then you just imagine, like, you're a samurai in a, in a movie. All the, all the grass just goes shing! And, like, falls straight away and falls down. And, you like, you're just taking huge swaths of land out with each swing. And then when you actually, like, I'm like, Grandpa, what's that? And he's like, well, take it on over there and see if he can take that patch out. And it's like, all right. And you go over and you get one swing in and you realize, oh, oh, this didn't even get through like the first six inches <laughs> of giant briar bush that I'm trying to hack through. And very quickly that illusion is shattered and you realize that's not how cutting foliage yeah. works. Americans see machete and they think like horror movie, like uh, amazing assault weapon, zombie apocalypse shit. I went to the Dominican Republic. They see machete. They think just fucking yard work. You know, awful, terrible yard work. They think you, you, not enough, not enough rubber from you. Chop, yeah. chop. That's what they think. That's what they think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Give me your daughter, dude. So Kyle, we have different views on the weather. I, I dude. All right, all right. So I've been spending more time outside lately. It's another one of the benefits of this house. Like I get out and I do things, and it makes me happy. It has been so hot so hot like all summer long that i'm like anxiously awaiting a break in the weather i'm like yes. like collapsing over the finish line in in my tolerance for this god-awful heat and i'm getting pissed off and i picture myself as homer simpson's dad like old man gets angry at the old weather yells at clouds <laughs> yeah, yeah that's it that's what i was going with that's what I was, yeah that's me right now so um i went <laughs> camping this past weekend and I went up to Virginia, so north of me, where it should be cooler. It was on the, like, Virginia near, near the south end has this, like, coastal thing where, like, the, the beach and the bay are, like, a mile apart. So I'm on there. There should be, like, cool ocean breezes going across me. It was 96 out. 96, wow. blazingly summer. At night, when I'm trying to sleep, I'm trying to sleep in my tent. And it's, like, oh. 80 in the tent. It's, like... I'm laying in bed, waking up every 30 minutes in my tent. Eventually, it's 3 a.m., and I'm like, fuck this. I go to my truck, I turn on the air conditioning, and I sleep in there. Because, fuck this. Oh my, why is it 96 on September 10th in Virginia? That's bullshit weather. It, like, even, I want to go outside. Here's what I, here's my requirement. 
I would like to be able to walk to my mailbox and not break a sweat, right? If I'm sweaty, if I come in doing can't do this, it. I, I can't, I I can't, can't even that. drive to the mailbox without breaking a sweat. That's what I do. I, that happened today. I got in my car. I drove to the mailbox. I checked the mail. I got back home, and I was like, I just got out of the shower, and now yeah. I'm sweaty again. I went from shower to sweaty in 10 minutes flat. I would like it to yeah, be 78. At some point during the day at which humans are outside, right? Not the crack of dawn, right? I don't want a 6 a.m. 78. That's, you know, that's bullshit. I want that's 78 depressing. degrees at like 10 or 11 a.m. Like that I think would be really nice. Well, I think we're on the same page with the weather then because what I saw today was that the leaves are changing. It felt a little bit cooler today. There was a bit of a breeze. And I, I bet if I go outside now, it's not that – it's the same way. It's cooling off. It's feeling nice outside. Mm-hmm. Over my window last night – and uh, it felt pretty nice out there, so I, I think it's we're you know we're trending toward the winter months, and I and I I'm like that. I'm not in open window weather here yet, but it was only. Oh, like not, eight, I, I was just opening it for days. a moment. I was just you know yeah. looking around, and then I'm know. I'm irrationally upset about the weather though. Like I'm I'm just like like I don't in my head. I'm not like I'm running around kicking things, or but I'm like fuck. Are you fucking serious? What is it, September thirteenth right now, and it's ninety something. This is not supposed to be 90-something. And all summer, not just the summer highs, right? Like, all of July and August seem to have highs that are in the mid to upper 90s. The highs suck. But when the low is, like, 82 or some bullshit like that, that's just as big a problem. Like, it's never cool. I just would like to be cool. I, I don't ever, like, think of September as fall time because it always stays so hot and uncomfortable for at least the first part of September. But... I don't know. I always think of October and November as like real true fall when it gets really like all the colors are actually changing. It's more comfortable. I don't know. Yeah, it's been a really shit hot summer and it's so humid in every area that we all live that even if you walk to take your garbage out or something and it's only like 20, 30 feet yards away from you, like it, you get sticky and sweaty just stepping outside because immediately all that moisture in the air just wicks to you and you're just uncomfortable. What am I going to have Josh do? I got to come up with something for this fucker to do. I like Woody's idea. I'm going to try that. But, I, but I'm but i only going to do it because I want him to succeed, not because that I believe he truly will succeed at, what, at, at the job. Because I, I, this, is, this will sound a little mean, but, man, when you send him to do a thing without telling him every step along the way how to do it, he really falters. Um, so, 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 like, if you send him, like, hey, go get me toilets. I use the ReStore in Athens, Georgia. The one, uh, the one near the mall, and that's that, that should get it done, right? That's good enough, right? Yeah, yeah there like, can't like, be that many of those stores yeah. near the mall. There's two of them in Athens. Both of them sell toilets. I go to the one by the mall. They know me there. Ask for Big Mike. He's the old black guy. That they like. He'll mess that up, though. I, I, I'm telling you, Jeremy was a smarter. I asked version. for the old black guy, and they just got upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. First, I walked in, asked for the old nigger. They kicked me right the hell out. Wait. I don't know what happened. I, I looked up the Raleigh normal temperature. Sorry to change it. Dude, high of 81. Normal September high is 81 in Raleigh. 81? And we haven't had a high that low yet. Well, what's normal? You know? <laughs> yeah, what's normal? Uh, I'm split on the weather. I wouldn't go so far. Anyway, back to Josh. 
Jeremy was a smarter version of Josh, and I had him driving a load of toilets and stuff one time to Atlanta. I'll never forget it. I'm out in a field with Eric and a full crew, and I, oh god, I think this was the day that like me, that like Jerry Mikulak, you know, that world champion like guy, and, and a few other people were there, and we're waiting on Jeremy. And I mean, I'm in this field, and the sun is coming up. It's early. I slept in Atlanta the night before. And and he's bringing all of these things, toilets and a, a door that can be like stood up in a field to just be a door in a field to blow up and, and paint and glue and like like a, a myriad of supplies and, and a couple grand worth of shit. He's tauling in a little trailer behind his truck. He brings his girlfriend with him. She distracts him. He hits a guardrail and wraps the trailer around the guardrails, fucking up some of my shit. So then I'm sitting there, and I'm in my Camaro in Atlanta. I don't even have a truck to, like, go get it. So I have to call my father, who's, like, two and a half hours away, and be like, hey, I need you to go to Atlanta and find Jeremy. <laughs> trailer from him and leave him wherever the fuck he is and provide no assistance. <laughs> and then come to me. I'm in this other place. And Dad was like, "I'm on the way," and so, so I have to go to my whole the whole crew and everybody and be like, "Well, we got a bit of a weight on our hands. Yeah. Um, there was a bit of an accident, and and so that's the kind of stuff you get out of uh, Jeremy. And, you should have them uh, live stream chess playing against you. <laughs> responsible for the damages incurred to the trailer, keeping in mind that the, that said trailer was borrowed by Jeremy from Josh's mother without my permission. I didn't know. So so now they're like, oh, well, Kyle should have to pay for the new trailer. And I was like, no, fuck you. I will not pay for the trailer. And so then my dad ended up like like helping him fix the trailer because he's a nice guy. But I was so mad at him for bringing his girlfriend on that early morning work trip when he can't drive anyway. And I know he was texting. How did she... Oh, you think that's what the distraction was, texting? That, and, I mean, just, you know, it wasn't like someone ran him off the road. He was like, oh, oh, oh I hit a guardrail. You know, it was like, you know, the road's Well, here, they jump right out at you. It was a guardrail. Yeah. You have to off-road to hit one by the right, very nature. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's not like, oh, you know, stop short, and I hit him in the ass. I could be like, oh, yeah, Atlanta traffic, man. you got to be used to that. you got to be keep two seconds between you and them. But now he's like, oh, that guardrail, you know, it's eight feet off the fucking highway. I hit it and then wrapped my trailer around it. So, yeah, I'll, I'll send Josh on that trip, but I can easily see him, um, you know, wrecking that same trailer and his own truck that barely works anyway. And, uh, and you know, he's probably going to want to spend lots of time at the hospital now that he's his 42-year-old girlfriend is crippled. Jesus. Well, we should have the listeners, viewers, whatever, come up with good plans. Oh, uh, I strategies like it. To, uh-huh. uh, to what, what Josh or Jeremy should be doing for Kyle uh, in order to, to justify him them being paid. Or I guess just Josh at this point is, is the big driver. Yeah, Jeremy has a job. Jeremy's got a full-time job and, and four mouths to feed, not including his own. Uh, his own, uh, you know, Wait. he can... He can... Okay. Can you explain Jeremy's child situation? So... I think his his second biological child just has been born mm. um, or just about to be born like tomorrow, the next day, next week, something like that. Um, he has a, a other child uh, that's a stepchild of some kind 
um, and he's married to this uh, this lady. So he is the breadwinner for the whole group. Um, uh, the two biological children, the, uh, the third, five, five. Um, and you know he's got a job doing something or another. It, it, it's whatever. But 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 Josh, on the other hand, he's a real wild man. You know he can't read or write very well. And um, I, I mean, I was being very kind with that text message. Um, in my <laughs> you cleaned up a lot of mistakes, huh? I, there were a few, you know, if if he had been writing me, you know, something about what he wanted for lunch, I'd have really had some fun picking at that. But instead, he's talking yeah. to me about, oh yeah, my girlfriend's mom died, and then on the way to the funeral, we got hit by a car, and my girlfriend broke her arm three times. I should reply back like. Did she get to go to the funeral? Like that—that that was a real question I was thinking. It's like because you'd want to still be able to go to your parents' funeral, but if your arm is shattered, like you can't just go hang out. You have to go to the doctor. Yeah, he misspelled T-boned, and uh, not how yeah. you would think. I if actually you don't have any T-bone. Spelled, if you can guess how he spelled T-boned, I'll kiss your ass. T is it like do it T hyphen B O A N D? Get out of here! Ah, get out of here! <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't remember, and I don't have it open. Like, did he say it the way, uh, like Tim Tebowed? He did. Yeah. All right, there you go. So someone ran right into him, and then got out and and prayed for God. him. Yeah. yeah and then prayed. <laughs> uh, man, that really, in all sincerity, that does suck. We listeners, viewers, whatever, come up with a good plan that would actually rationalize Kyle giving this dude a job. I, I don't have a job per se for him. I have I have like odd jobs that that need him doing occasionally, where he can make a couple hundred bucks. But I think that's all he's going to have access to because of the condition that he finds himself in um, as a white male in modern society. <laughs> Dude, um, anyway, so we're about to wrap. I did want to talk. With, I watched a video. There's this. He's a paramotor guy. I don't know that he'd appeal to everybody else. But um, he goes up and he flies and he does these live comms from his paramotor. And he's flying around and he's like, people ask, you know, what happens when the engine goes out? Nothing. You're perfectly fine. You're here under a wing. It just turns into a glider. As a matter of fact, I'll demonstrate. He, he turns off his paramotor and he's like, you see, I'm fine. Now, I'll start it again. And he pulls it and he's like, ah, ah. <laughs> Damn it! And then, like on the fourth pull, the string doesn't retract anymore. And he's like, "Well, all right. Well, we're coming in for a landing." <laughs> he like wraps the string up so it doesn't get into trouble, and and he's trying to figure out which way the wind's going. And he eventually lands downwind, which is a real big deal. Like, how fast can you run? Like eight miles an hour? Yeah, not that fast. Yeah. Well, the glider at its slowest goes like fifteen or so. So you really have to like get it into a part where you can start like getting your feet under you again and when if the wind's going the wrong way by five miles an hour it makes a big difference mm -hmm. and uh um so anyway he came in sliding to his butt but my friends and i watched it like a paramotor friends and we were just hooting and howling like you fucking jinxed yourself <laughs> you jinxed it when, when the motor when the freaking lawnmower pull cord didn't go back in it was the highlight of the video he's like no, well you're in trouble when your aircraft has a lawnmower pull cord <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Remember to like the video and subscribe. <laughs> I wish you'd uh, survive this. I'll be sure to keep in mind <laughs> your suggestions for future content. 
footage will of course be uploaded as always, regardless. Oh, if that Bye. ever if that ever happens to me, I swear I'm gonna try. I hope I have the peace of mind to say that. Like, all right, well, this landing this is isn't a choose to; it's a have to. Remember to like and subscribe. <laughs> be sure to share this on Reddit because uh, I don't know how this is gonna work out. <laughs> And he ended oh, up sliding to his butt in pretty controlled manner. The guy's a, a good pilot. I'm, I'm sorry? I guess an electric start is extra weight, maybe. That's exactly it. Uh, so there's... Uh, people I want, don't want paramotor talk, but they, there is an electric start. Some, like Maybe like a third of them come with it. It's an option on mine. But it brings extra weight and extra complexity. Like, you know, you'll be grounded a little more often because... Powered electric starter, like like, like I imagine, like like I think because like a, a a little Dewalt drill has plenty enough power, I think, uh-huh. to start things. So if you had something that harnessed the power of that back there to just, I've I've seen them in real life. The the batteries okay. like uh, like the size of two pocket knives almost. It's it's not that heavy, but the starting unit and everything, and and then you have to make sure it's charged. There's going to be a day where you show up at the airfield and it's not charged, and you thought it was. Oh, it'll be charged. <laughs> Yeah, and um, and you know, then there's an alternator and you know, like wiring complexity. They, they they tend to be a little less reliable, but you know, the other ones aren't perfect either and heavier. It's terror. Yeah, you pick what you want. But I'm yeah. getting to be almost competent at this thing. Like I'm launching better. Land I land on my feet pretty much every time now. Um, probably nice. probably Good like. To hear. Yeah, Here, here's 14 question. out of my last 15 flights or something like that. Could you power over a populated area at nighttime, cut your engine, and then land on a rooftop? I would say I could pull... It's illegal. But hypothetically, I could pull that off half the time. Ooh. Uh, well, yes. you better be pretty fucking sure before you try <laughs> to do that. You run into the... Your, your fucking heels are digging into the rooftop, and you see the gravel just... Shaking a little bit before you break both your knees on that, that little wall. Careen <laughs> like into the darkness. <laughs> I, I, I think about because the paramotor to me is only useful, and it, or it gets its most usefulness in the dark times, right? The post-apocalyptic <laughs> times. Remember Mad Max Two? That guy had that little like trike. A little, uh, yeah, yeah. Like it was a very useful. Personal and, helicopter. And, and mm-hmm. It was very useful, like getting around, escaping people, and he was even throwing like fire bombs down with it or something like that at one point. So what I'm thinking is like, if there's zombies, now my first thought, I, I shared this with Chiz, was like, I can just imagine like the zombies are coming at us, the horde is coming, we can tell we're not going to make it, we're like, we're like shooting them, and I'm just like, well, guys, I guess this is it. Goodbye, Woody. And we're just like, Woody. Like flying away, and I was like, I'd shoot him down. So Maybe I like, could yeah. lead the horde yeah, away I'd from you. I could lead the horde away. Any of you who tried to escape on your little whirly bird machine? Guys are terrible people. No, it, it also the the reality of that is it's about even if I skip the pre-flight. Just laying the wing out and warming it up, and I can't leave in less than ten, fifteen minutes. It's... Yeah, it would have to be like a uh, coordinated effort where it was me, Kyle, and Chiz holding them at bay with the guns, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Just another thirty minutes." Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Hold them away, better. I need seventy-five yards to launch. <laughs> what are we waiting for? There's no wind. You know? <laughs> yeah. And then a zombie hanging onto your leg as you slowly <laughs> ascend in altitude, like a every two I'm minutes. like setting up my GoPro. One second, guys! <laughs> uh, 
but, but 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 even better though, if we're in some sort of like a Red Dawn scenario where we need to like fight some Ruskies or something, like you would be eagle eyes, right? Like you have. I real- wouldn't, Kyle. I, if you saw me flying around, right? I really feel like you could hit me. Nighttime operations. Here's what we're talking. Everything's black. Your whole gear, black mm, wing, black mm-hmm. everything. You're blue. You're painted black. We we gotta be careful that you don't. That's land. what it would take. Yeah, yeah. You gotta be careful when you land that you wipe that off because post-apocalyptic times. I don't think that the the, the dark skin is gonna be a good thing to have. Um, not not where we're operating anyway. When the Ruskies push in, I feel like they're not gonna like that either. It's gonna be rough for those people. But I I feel like you would be a you would be eagleized like Red Dawn style, like doing an air entry on top of like the Russian headquarters with your. Your, your your paramotor, you know, cutting the engine off up high and just doing little circles until you like pitter patter onto the roof. If you do a recon with your with your night vision goggles, I really I feel like so. my my drone would do better at any of this than I would. I'm <laughs> yeah. bragging to everybody about Eagle Eyes, our, <laughs> our recon stealth pilot, and his whirly bird. And then it was, like my, I just finished my speech. <laughs> Uh, Eagle Eyes has been captured. <laughs> <laughs> they, they would shoot uh, me. Dangling I scratched that day. We're watching, and they just executed him. Yeah, All dude. Right, so uh, <laughs> now they have the Eagle Eyes machine. They have the flying machine. We now have to stage a counterattack to, to, to get this flying machine <laughs> back into the hands of those who need it. I am uh, just a normal <laughs> shot, and I believe I could pick it. myself out of the sky with a Rolling pistol. Yeah, yeah, without reloading. I feel like, like if you can shoot skeet, yeah. you could hit. A, a paramotorist, ten times out of ten. Yes. It's nighttime, though. See, th- you're missing my point. Like, like, here's what you have to do: you have to gain <laughs> really... lots. You have to gain lots of altitude uh-huh. with your under under power. To the point where you can't you... see. Yeah. Runs <laughs> and flashlights. Like, night. Yeah. Well, they're not. What is this, Baghdad? Like, like they don't have spotlights. I, I hope. You know, we're we're starting small. We're not going after like the the Russian embassy in Atlanta. No, enemy has spotlights. Kyle, <laughs> not looking into the skies, they're not expecting Woody to come in with his paramotor. Like, like like maybe after we take out a string of these buildings and kill lots of Ruskies, we'll get a name for ourselves and they'll be looking to the skies. But right off the start, I don't think so. Kyle, think of it as a sky go kart. Right, with all the utility and functionality of a regular go kart, which is to say none. Like it, we, it's not fast. It doesn't have great range. It, it's not useful. It, it's just a sky go kart. It's blast. It's like a Star Trek transport. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta look on the bright side here. Mm. It, it, it's the only imaginable way to plant you on top of that Russian embassy without anybody seeing it. There's, they got how many guards they've got in this building. You could yes. take it down from the top. Best case scenario, we get one secret entry with a paramotor, and then they're going to come up on the roof and be like, it looks as though they strap a fan to their back and just land on the roof. <laughs> well, now we be prepared for this. We spend a little bit of money on spotlights. Eh? Everybody feel comfortable shooting someone slowly floating through the net. Just need a net. <laughs> <laughs> right. He keep coming yeah. for his landing and like flat. He hit the net and, the and that would be it. Sorts, you know. <laughs> Things get tangled in the prop. I feel like they could take me out with one of those like make believe cans of peanuts with a s- snake shoot out of it. <laughs> confetti <laughs> cans. Yeah, confetti cans. Ah, oh, fuck. Watch. Props break. We're our own series of fins blowing air away from <laughs> and we are completely invulnerable. Any kind of sky attack from American rebel. Uh, and, and that's, 
In this Virginia trip I went, it was windier than I had felt before. But, you know, we drove like four hours to Virginia, so I'm not going to like not go. I, it was the first time I did what they call paraparking, right? So I'm going like 30 miles an hour through the wind. Like I adjusted my tremors and I'm going a little faster. But the wind aloft is also going 30 miles an hour. So for like 20 minutes, I'm like, I can't tell if I'm going forwards or backwards. I'm just parking in the sky. And it was okay. kind of cool, actually. Oh, yeah, that's neat. See, that's what I'm talking about. You're hovering up there in the night with your goggles, getting <laughs> recon. Like, this would totally, maybe a sniper rifle. Imagine that, if you could if you could get yourself a sniper rifle and just shoot someone with a silent sniper rifle from up there. Yeah. Imagine. Um, yeah, you, yeah. I, yeah, there's a, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I have to show you this this unit someday. It would be Nightwing. Dude, all that's right, so all you. I have around my legs are good, like, safety straps. Yeah. I know you've hung from a helicopter, so you can, um, safety straps in the same class as that. And then around my, yeah. And then around my shoulders are like backpack straps, right? Also kind of sturdy. But the only thing stopping me from just doing a somersault out of this whole unit is like a a tiny little elastic band with a rape whistle on it for some reason. Right? And and it's like I I feel so Unsecure? Insecure? I'm not even sure. Are you afraid to take the rape whistle off because you're afraid you might nick the, the elastic band? Yeah, dude, if you if you like <laughs> if you nick this band, like I have taken off and forgotten the band. It's the one thing that you can like forget. And it I'm just like, oh my god, oh my god, I miss my rape whistle so much. If I do a somersault right now, I'm going down like two thousand feet. Yeah, oh, Jesus it, the first time I ever uh, so you have these brakes right, and you're steering God. around, but there there's magnets so you can stow them right. And I showed you a video of a guy like made a cake and everything. I had never stowed my brakes, but I felt so bad without my little rape whistle that I stowed my brakes, clipped myself in, and flew on. But I'm getting good at it, believe it or not. Well, I'm glad that you're that you're getting past that learning curve to where now we don't have to be as anxious about you flying around. Yeah, I, let me know when you're capable of doing a, a, a nighttime building entry. It's against and, the uh, law. I, I know it's against, there will be no law. Like, like, <laughs> okay, okay. Law. Like, like, I, you, you are the law. You're the Nightwing. Like, like this is after the, you know, the the Ruskies have come in. They, 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 they the killed Nightwing. the president. That's a substantial upgrade from my current pilot nickname of Snowflake. <laughs> Absolutely, we would put it on your like jacket on the back. It would say Nightwing. Hmm. What I know is that if we ever get in a horrible situation like that, we need to make sure that we're all on the same level of star generals above our contingent. Because if Kyle's in charge, we're going to get sent on all sorts of cockamamie schemes. <laughs> we're going to be like, Taylor, take this Razor scooter and distract them. And be like, why do we do this? And you're like, well, because it's the future and we just have to use what we have. And I got a Razor scooter. It's like, can I just jog over there? No. So you're going to Razor scooter it up and then you're going you're gonna to provide cover for, uh, for Eagle Eyes. <laughs> For night They've already got fans night on the hawk. roof. We can't get them close enough. He's just in the parapark to 60 yards. <laughs> Why it's so ridiculous. I mean, uh, if we are in some sort of post-apocalyptic government overthrown resistance scenario and one of us just happens to have a flying contraption, is it so absurd to ask our flying contraption friend to be the Nightwing and to do a building entry? As long as I'm not that friend, I don't care. Yeah, I can just see it in the feeling. Well, we Taylor, you're good it. at ice skating. Put these on. But Kyle, we're in Georgia. Shut up. 
Hobby Joe is here. Because we're going to start our own hockey team, and then we're going to beat the Russians. It's like we've already done this. <laughs> it didn't work yeah. in the 80s. When we fight the Russians in the north, and you want to use some sort of ice hockey, like like some sort of craft with rockets on the back and like eight pairs of hockey skates on the bottom to like sled missile into their ship, like I'll be on board for that. Maybe the only thing I can't imagine that being useful, <laughs> unless it was just like a big melee brawl, and you just put someone in a bunch of goalie equipment and sent them out there with a with a saw. No, 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 no. So, so, so here's I imagine out. that there's. I imagine a there's a missile. big, like, Russian battleship or, like, a, a, a Russian missile cruiser with, like, some nuclear missiles, and they're aimed at, like, what's that hellhole you're from? Missouri. St. Louis. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're aimed at St. Louis, and we have to take that ship down so that the resistance that's about to overthrow the local, you know, power players in St. Louis won't be immediately taken out by the missiles. So, so it's a frozen lake, so we've created a rocket sled that's got lots of hockey skates on the bottom to go on the ice and a rocket in the back and a warhead in the front <laughs> and it's going to it's going to skate along the ice and 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 hit the the battleship and sink it so that you know our plan can succeed and we're all in your basement i guess like the rebels in star wars with like it's a go, go footage on your screen going like yeah come on come on come on do it do it and then no no I because one just... of us would have to get on the rocket sled that's how it would have to work in mm, the end and it would be you no, <laughs> no, because you thought the whole thing up because of your, you know, your love for hockey. So you'd be on there with like your goalie pads, like I don't know, like, like preparing like, to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like on the sled. Like this thing isn't big; it's the size of a car, you know, but but narrower, and you're just on it, riding it in. You'd have this to steer is, it or something. This is a good city for if nuclear war did break out. Nobody's gonna bomb St. Louis. They're gonna look at a couple pictures and be like, "Now nah, someone already got to it." Uh, <laughs> what's Memphis looking oh, like? Oh, must like, have hit. They hit St. Louis with a very early strike, I see. <laughs> very early. <laughs> Just decimated. <laughs> My God. Oh, war crimes going. Oh, nobody's even attacked there? Well, we're not. We're surely not invading there. They can, we'll, we'll let them keep that. Like, it's like gang warfare has already taken over. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't done anything there yet, sir. Yes. <laughs> that's probably anyway, a good show. That's a good show. All right. PKN, episode 109. See ya.